Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today, we're going to talk about something I don't think we need to talk about. But I have had dozens of questions come in about this exact topic over the last 12 hours. So we're going to talk about it. But before we do, I want to point out some historical realities that I'm not sure everybody's aware of. I want you to think back to your earliest memory. On that day, whatever day it was, there were portions of the Russian and the U.S. Strategic Command on alert of some kind on that day, whenever that day was, and every day since. Putin made his announcement saying he was putting his nuclear arsenal on alert. That just means more. It's not really a change in, in posture. There were going to be some on alert anyway. It's also worth noting that historically speaking, when the world has come close to the unthinkable, the public, you and I, we didn't know. But that probably didn't make anybody feel better. So, because there are concerns, knowledge normally uh, helps alleviate them. So we're going to go over what to do in the event of a nuclear blast. I have been through training on this a whole bunch of times, and I have huge complaints about this kind of training, especially when it's given to people, generally speaking. I think they provide too much information, so much information that it makes it impossible for people to actually help make a decision with that information. If you look at basically any, any instructional information on this topic, they start off by telling you about the rings, right? There's the thermal radiation ring. There's the shockwave ring, all of this stuff. And the poor person that is trying to figure out what to do, they're trying to figure out which ring they're going to be in. But there's no way they can because they don't know the yield and they don't know where it's going to hit. So two kilometers from ground zero means nothing. It doesn't help. So rather than a bunch of rings, for the purposes of this conversation, there are two rings. There is, you felt it, and you saw it. You're aware of it. Okay, Those are the rings. That's it. If you are in the felt it ring, that means you... Uh, were hit by debris. You had debris hit near you. You have burns, something like that. Okay. If you're in that ring, your next move, you need medical attention. You need medical attention. And it's not just for the injury that you're aware of. Um, now, the problem with this is that because most areas where this would occur are large urban centers, the infrastructure is going to be down, and medical attention is, it's a ways away. Could be days before it's available. So, unless you are aware of a route to get yourself to medical attention that, that you can make, you need to follow the advice for the you saw it ring and wait. Okay, so you are not in 
the seen it ring or the, the felt it ring. You're, you're in the saw it ring. We have to dispel some Hollywood myths here because in most movies, not all, some are incredibly accurate, but in, in most, the idea is you have to get away from the fallout, get in your car, run. No, do not do that. Um, because fallout doesn't work the way it works in movies, in most movies. If you are in the, you saw it, you're aware of it ring, get inside. Get inside a strong, sturdy building. Fallout can begin coming down in about 15 minutes, about 15 minutes after the blast. Now, it may take a little bit longer, um, and it can be blown a, a, a pretty good distance, depending on wind and a whole bunch of other stuff which is another reason why those rings don't really matter as much as people like to pretend they do. You get inside and you want to get in a hospital, a school, something concrete and secure, right? If it has a basement, that's even better. Okay, uh, A brick house is better than a wood house. You don't want to be in a mobile home. However, if you are in a wood house or a mobile home, and you can't make it to a more secure structure within 15 minutes, don't go. Because you don't want to be outside when the fallout first starts to come down. And we'll explain why in a second. So, unless you can get there within 15 minutes, stay where you're at. The reason for that is... When the fallout comes down, and it can look like rain, it can look like snow, it can look like ash, um, it may not necessarily even be really visible. Um, when it comes down, it's at its strongest. One hour after that, it is 50% as powerful. Just one hour. So you don't want to be caught when it's at its peak outside. So there's a 50% reduction, and these numbers are approximate, obviously. Um, there's a 50% reduction after one hour. There's an 80% reduction after 24 hours. And there's a 99% reduction after two weeks. Okay. So your goal is to get inside and stay inside. Think of it just like a tornado. You want to stay away from windows. You want to be in the center of the building. You don't want to be near the roof because that's where all the fallout's going to land. You want to stay away from what's radioactive. I mean, that seems like common sense there. Uh, when it comes to windows, if you have time, put stuff up over it. Find something and stuff in there. Um, something that would that works really well is dirt. So if you're a gardener and you have bags of potting soil, put them up in the windows and then use a two by four to secure it. Okay. You want to block off the radiation from coming inside. If you are in the felted area and you aren't mobile, you know, it's, it's hard, you're not gonna be able to get to medical infrastructure that is, is functioning. You need to follow this same advice and, and, and wait. Um, now, if you do happen to be caught outside when the fallout comes down, you get inside immediately. And then once you're inside, you slowly take off your clothes. 
slowly. You don't want to do it quickly. You don't want to disturb anything that's on the outside. Close your eyes, hold your breath. Your clothes go into a plastic bag, you seal it up, and you put it away from everything that matters. Take a shower. You can use soap. You can use shampoo. You cannot use conditioner. Um, the stuff that is in conditioner to, to make it work will, will bind the radioactive stuff to you. Um, and sadly, you, you don't become Spider-Man. So, that's, that's a brief overview. Now, when you're in there waiting, what do you do? You wait and you listen. Battery-powered radio, and you listen. Um, what passes for civil defense in this country has an informational campaign, and I want to say it is get inside, stay inside, stay tuned. And instructions will be coming on where to go or, hey, maybe you're fine where you're at. Um, because you don't necessarily know how bad it is because you don't know which way the wind blew. You don't know the, the yield, any of this stuff. Um, and it's great to talk about percentages, but understand that that all depends on what it starts from. If you only have a little bit come down, you might be fine after an hour. If you have a bunch come down, you could still be at risk after a 99% reduction. So you're going to need more information, unless you're one of those weird people that just happens to have the instrumentation to, to test the area around you. Um, now, if they tell you to move, what should you do? Because your car doesn't work, right? Because almost every movie you've ever seen says the EMP has knocked out your car. Your car's probably fine. Your car's probably fine. There was a study on this back in 2004. And uh, they took 50 cars. And they, they, they tried to shut them down with, with an EMP. Of those, three stopped running. Two of those three started right back up. Some of them had glitches, like the blinkers were on and they couldn't turn them off, stuff like that. Um, but almost all of them ran. Now, when you talk about this today, people are like, well, you know, there's more computers in cars today. And that's true, but car manufacturers, a lot of them will test for lightning strikes. So your, your car should be fine. Odds are your vehicle or one very, very close to you will function. And you, you use that. But you wait until uh, you know that everything's okay. Don't try to make a move before then. Um, when you're taking off your clothes, be very careful. Don't scratch yourself. You don't want anything that is radioactive to get into your skin. Um, aside from that, I, I want to talk about Little Boy for a second. Now, Little Boy is one of the first ones that was ever actually used. And we have this image of what it's like. And yeah, it leveled five square miles. It, it caused a lot of problems. And the ones today are much larger. But it's also worth noting that 71% of people survived. And this is, uh, this is before people knew what to do. Your, your key thing is to 
limit your exposure to fallout for as long as possible. Now, if you don't hear anything, if you're staying tuned and you're not getting a message, continue to wait as long as humanly possible. That's it. Stay inside. Um, so I hope that helps. But again, I do want to stress that this is, it's, it's the Cold War. And a lot of the posturing that's going on doesn't really equate to reality. Um, it's also worth noting, just as an additional aside, if I didn't say it, basements are, are better, subways, stuff like that. Just additional information. Um, if you are interested in more, learning more about this, you could go to archive.org and you can get a whole bunch of material on this topic. And you can learn about the different rings and how they vary and survivability statistics for each ring and all of that stuff. For the purposes of this video, it doesn't matter. Um, either, either you're here or you're not, you know. So anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.